Welcome to Moms Without Resumes, where ordinary moms can have a voice. We are two moms, and we haven't written a book, started a charity, or created a product that's gone viral. Or a product that's gone anywhere. Yeah, we haven't even created a product. We haven't created a 10-step program on how to get a resume. We don't have a blog. We aren't on a board. We're being asked to speak. We aren't experts, and we don't have anything to sell you. But when you feel discouraged and frustrated because your home or life doesn't fit on a nice, shiny Instagram photo, if you don't have a resume, then come hang out with us. This is the place for you. Hello, friends. I know it's been a while since Casey and I have put out a podcast, but I just want to let you know that we are still here and we are still going to be putting out some new episodes. There have been a lot of changes in my life, and unfortunately, podcast recording just fell to the wayside. But Casey and I are picking this back up again. This episode was actually recorded back in February, but I just had not gotten around to publishing it. So, here it is, and soon we will have some new content being put out. We've missed you all, and thank you so much for listening! Hello, welcome to Moms Without Resumes, and we had a second flop, and we recorded um, another long list of books, (laughs) (laughs) but this time it was about books that we've read to our kids, and um, we realized that, you know what, you just may not enjoy having 20 books thrown at you um, Mm -hmm. that we've enjoyed reading with our kids, and so we are re-recording it again yes so last last episode that you listened to we re-recorded books that we talked about we had read personally and so now we're re-recording the episode about reading to our kids and just to let you in on a little secret we did record both episodes back to back which is why we have a second flop yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's why we didn't learn from our mistake the first time because we were making the same mistake at the same time. <laughs> right. And so now today is a different day. We are re-recording both episodes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now on to our flops and flips about reading to our kids. Yeah. So, Lord, do you want to start us off with a flop? Yeah, I do. And actually, I'm going to cheat a little bit, if that's okay, um, and share two flops. One flop that's not related to reading at all, but I thought people might find it amusing just because I'd shared a few episodes ago about my flip of of trash and how little trash my family created yes I well remember. I was so impressed. <laughs> now that we are moving and packing up we are generating a ton of trash one I had to get rid of my chickens so I don't have scraps to feed to them and two I haven't been recycling because it just creates clutter in the house. And three, just like whenever, when you go to pack up, you just, I don't know. It's like you just find stuff that you just need to throw away that for whatever reason hasn't gotten thrown away. Well, and probably you're thinking this is just not worth moving. That too. Yeah. <laughs> and it can't go to the thrift store, you know. <laughs> they don't want it. <laughs> they don't want it either. So we just have, we're accumulating so much trash. And then last week. I our trash didn't get picked up because I failed to pay our trash bill. <laughs> so, 
our trash can's literally overflowing. And thankfully, Casey took pity on me and let me bring a trash bag over today to put in your <laughs> trash can. Well, today was our trash day, so our trash got picked up. So it was I perfect was, timing. <laughs> I was like, oh, our trash cans are so empty. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to share that because I thought, you know... Sometimes people's Instagram lives, if you are if you are like, oh my gosh, I don't know how Laura doesn't have so much trash. Well, now here's the flip side. <laughs> she has a ton of trash. She is the trashy house on the block now. Oh, no. So, But my flop that I want to share um, for reading, reading to my kids, is just that um, it, ever since um, we started homeschooling, I've done um, a long morning time with my kids. And... It's varied in length, you know, when they're younger, probably 30-ish minutes. And this past year, if we got, like, everything in that I wanted to get in, it could easily go an hour and a half. And I just really got myself burnt out. And um, so I actually have not really been reading to my kids much at all. And it's something that I want to do and I'm, and I'm trying to, <laughs> to get back into, but it's been hard partly because we are moving. We, I have a, I have a probably a pretty valid excuse now, but before, before yeah. we were moving, it was just, I was just burnt out. I had just read so much to them and I really enjoyed all of it, but it just took up so much time. And so I was, I was trying to start back in in small bites, reading a little bit at breakfast and reading a little bit at lunch. Um, but moving has just kind of totally thrown that to the wayside. So um, then just haven't done a great job of reading to my kids lately. Yeah, well, it's tough. You have a lot going on. Yeah. So. Yeah. How about you'll, you? You'll get back into it. When you get settled, you'll yes. get back into it. I'm Hopefully. Sure. Uh, well, I've had plenty of flops with reading to my kids, um, and i just going to touch on a few. Just, you know, when the kids are little, they don't want to pay attention, and mm-hmm. I remember when they were real little thinking, how do people read to their kids? They're not paying any attention, mm-hmm. and I have found that snacks and food work well for them to sit and Definitely. listen. And also drawing. When they were real little, they, I would just have them draw whatever I was reading about, and it was really fun to look back at their drawings, because mm. you can see what they were picturing kind of thing. Um, so that helped them start to really pay attention, I think, doing the drawing. But at the time I was like, I'm going to pull my hair out because they're not listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been days where you just, it's just not working. And for whatever reason, you're like, okay, well we read for five minutes. All right, moving on. To the yeah. Next <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> you just have fine. to let it go. Yeah, you do. Um, we also have had books that, one one book in particular that my daughter started having nightmares about, and mm. so I had to stop and was just like, okay, we're not going to finish this book because she's having nightmares. Yeah. Um. So, you know, there's just, there's lots of flops with reading to your kids. Yeah, it's not always picturesque. Yeah, or sometimes people will tell me a book and we'll try to read it and it just doesn't work for us. Or vice yeah. versa, I'll tell someone about a book and they're like, we could not get into that book. Mm. Yeah, it's funny how that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how about some flips? Why do you like to read to your kids? Yeah, but I think part of the reason I like to read to them is just because I enjoy reading myself. And um, also, for me, it's just a good way to try to connect with my kids. I'm Mm -hmm. not really like the type of mom who enjoys getting on the floor and playing, you know, with toys with them. That's not my thing. And so reading helps me have a way to have some to me some good quality time with them 
And I just remember when I was growing up, my mom read to us. And those are some of my favorite memories Mm -hmm. as those books that she read to us. And so I hope that I'm instilling in them some great memories also of books. Um, And that's great. Yeah. So, and I'm, I get to, one thing with doing morning time, even though I had to kind of stop for a while, but a lot of the books I was reading to my kids is books that were for their school also. And so I was getting the, I'm getting to learn alongside them. And sometimes as homeschool moms, we talk about how homeschooling is helping us reclaim our lost education, Mm -hmm. education that we didn't get to have. And so it's cool to be able to relearn some things from history or from science or whatever it might be that, um, you know, maybe I learned once, but I've I've forgotten or I didn't learn it very effectively or something like that. So it's cool to be on that journey with them. Yeah, I agree. How about you? Why do you enjoy reading with your kids? Um, well, I just really enjoy the kind of like you is similar, um, the great conversations that we can have, which I think is probably what you were getting mm. at with connecting to your kids. But it's some of the books have just spurred on some really great conversations with them and you know between the two of us we have seven boys and boys just aren't great at like conversation (laughs) no always and so whereas my daughter would talk your ear off but um but the boys you know they need something else to like connect on and so it can you can ask questions and have you know one one of the books I remember reading was and I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast so Mm -hmm. I am going to mention it but because of when Dixie and we were talking about how she went through this really hard time and hard thing and then my son who's adopted was like oh and oh kind of like how I was adopted like he was associating that that was a hard thing he Mm. went through and it was like such a great open door and the book wasn't even about adoption but he just started talking about it and it was such a great open door to have a conversation about it oh that's cool so and that's why I feel like with a lot of books you can just you can just ask a question and open-ended questions might lead to a really great conversation with your kids Mm. so yeah yeah I confess that I um, haven't felt that way with my boys having really great conversations. And so I'm not sure why that is. I think probably part of it is I'm not very good at asking questions. And part of it is maybe just, I don't know, my, just the way my kids are. Maybe when they're a little bit older, we'll start having better conversations or I just need to start asking better questions. I'm not sure. But, um, I guess I just share that because, I just know how much I struggle with when people are like, oh, yes, reading books creates great conversations. like, Or just whatever it might be, thinking, oh, that doesn't happen in my home. Is there something wrong with me? So I guess mm-hmm. I just want to say if there's other people who feel like, I've read to my kids and we haven't had any good conversations, that I, I can relate to that. Yeah. Well, just as I'm th- sitting here thinking for the moment, two questions that come to mind that are really good mm. to ask is like when there's a character that's having to make a decision or something there's some kind of decision you can just stop before they get to that part and be like what would you do Mm. you know what would you do in this decision Mm -hmm. or in this play if you were in this same choice um and then or if they've already made the decision you say would you what did you think about that and that was the other question is just after a chapter what'd you think about that chapter what did you think about what the character did or something like that yeah no i think that's great and um there's three prompts that 
um, in Charlotte Mason that I like to use. They're, I notice, I wonder, and it reminds me. Uh, and, you know, we've used that a lot in nature study. Yeah. But I something that can be applied to really any subject. And so just as you were saying, you know, those questions, maybe those prompts would be good. I could say, oh, I noticed in this chapter, you know, this or this. Yeah. Or I wonder... Or ask them, do you, does this remind you of anything? Yeah, or, or did you wonder anything when we were eating it? So, yeah. yeah, I probably just need to be better about about generating that conversation. Yeah, that's a great. You could even put it on like a bookmark and use it as your bookmark. Oh, there you go, to help remind me. Whatever you're reading. <laughs> that's yeah, a, that's a great idea. I love that. Yeah. So, since we uh, did share uh, a list of, a really long list of books in our previous episode that will actually be tagged on to this episode, mm-hmm. if you are so inclined to listen to the long list of books, we are going to choose three each. Mm-hmm. And so, we've each chosen three that as our growth for today. So, yes. Laura, do you want to tell us your top three books that you've read to your kids? Yeah. So... Some that just stand out when I reflect on the various, I mean, there's lots of books that I've read to them and I've never actually kept a written record. Do you keep a written record? No. Yeah. I know some people keep a written record, but that's just like too much detail for me. So I never have, but so it would be so fun to have that at the end. It would. (laughs) It's a lot of work to put into it. No, to write down every book. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, so when I just reflect back. The, some of the books that just come to the to mind first is um hauling sea hauling books and he's written books like Pagoo and Paddle to the Sea and Men of the Mississippi. Anyway, his books are more science slash geography. Um that's the the subject matter, but it's all in story form. And the stories are really, really fun. Like um Paddle to the Sea is about this uh, this little boy carves a little um, Indian figure out of wood, an Indian sitting in a canoe, and he he puts it out at the beginning of uh, where the Great Lakes start, hmm. and the snow melts and takes it into the stream, and the stream feeds into the first Great Lake, and so you follow pat. They just call him Paddle. Um, you just follow Paddle as he floats through all the Great Lakes and, you know, talks about what Paddle sees as he floats along. And so it's really interesting getting to learn geography through just story. That's cool. Yeah, and um, beautiful illustrations. Are they all um, based in America? I think they are. Pagu is about a hermit crab. So he's in the ocean. So that one could be oh, anywhere, anywhere okay. basically. And Seabird, I haven't actually read Seabird yet. So I think that one is maybe not just America. It might be North America. It might be the Western Hemisphere. I'm not quite sure. But the other three are specific to America. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tree in the Trail follows the uh, the Western expansion across Kansas and into Colorado, which was really oh. fun to read since we live in Colorado. I really, and it, and it talks a lot about the Arkansas river, which originates in Colorado. And after we read that, I was like, I want to find the headwaters to the Arkansas <laughs> river. Like, wouldn't that be a fun field trip? But we haven't done that. And minute of the Mississippi follows the Mississippi river. That one's been my least favorite. I'm not sure why. I just have had a hard time getting into that one. one I own. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, but I just had a hard time getting into it. Mm. And so, 
Anyway, and then um, another one that I've enjoyed reading to my boys is called, it's by Richard Halliburton. It's called Book of Marvels, and he wrote the book back in the 40s. And this one, um, like it starts in America, but he talks about wonders of the world throughout the whole world. And so, like he starts with the, the, oh, sorry, it just went in my head in San Francisco, the Golden Gate Bridge, which I learned the Golden Gate Bridge is not golden. It's actually red. <laughs> I learned that through this book. I was like, what? <laughs> and um, then it talks about the Grand Canyon. It talks about Niagara Falls. So some of the, the marvels he talks about are man-made. Some are naturally occurring. And he, again, he just does it in a story form. And it, what's been really fun for me is after we read, after I read, his um story about the about the wonder we've gone onto youtube and found a video of it so we can actually you know see it so that's been really cool to read about it and kind of have it in your imagination and then see it yeah on a video and then the last book i thought i'd share is just what i'm reading right now to my little ones and um, it's called the little pilgrim's progress and it's really been fun. I've never read The Pilgrim's Progress. I know there's lots of adaptations and I haven't done any of those either till this one. And um it's just it's a rabbit um plays Christian and uh, all of the all of the characters are animals and it you know, it's a very simplified version of Pilgrim's Progress, but it's very accessible and my 6-year-old loves it, which makes me so happy <laughs> that yeah. he wants me to read it to him because you know, sometimes you go to the library and like they're picking out Paw Patrol and Clifford and you're just like, <laughs> "Oh, I don't want to read these books." <laughs> so this is a book he wants me to read to him that I love and um it's just helping me better understand the story and just seeing how our own Christian lives how you know, how parallels between my life and the life of Christian. So yeah, that's great. It's been Um, a fun book. And that one has, I, we have that one as well. And the pictures are just beautiful. Yes. Very beautiful images. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a great, it's a great story. So how about you? Well, I did ask my kids what was their favorite, and hands down, they said Green Ember series. Oh, that's cool. So I know a few people haven't gotten into it, or I've had a few people say they tried to get into it and couldn't get into it, and I think I think that first book does take a while to get into the storyline, but once you're in, you are sucked in. Mm. Like, you have to read all the books, and um, he writes, um, S.D. Smith is the author, and he writes in such a way that every chapter at least as you get into it every chapter ends like with it hanging mm. and or almost every chapter and the kids would be like no don't stop reading <laughs> and I would close the book and they would be like no um and I loved it when they were begging me to read yes. and so that was super fun and that is there's four main books and then there's these side stories um so those were yeah those were really fun um and then um, I also really enjoyed reading, I read this to my kids this year, Cold Case Christianity for Kids by Jay Warner Wallace and Susie Wallace. And um, it, it parallels a detective story about a skateboard with some kids asking about whether Jesus really lived or ex- died on the cross um, and the details about that and the the detective in the story is kind of explaining how he does his detective work. And then, so while they're trying to figure out who, who the skateboard belongs to, then they 
are also looking at how do you figure out if Jesus really existed. And so it's a really neat way of explaining even just how a detective, like for example, if a detective is interviewing multiple witnesses, um, if every witness has the exact same story, they start to doubt that that's really true. They start to mm. think that they were made, they were got together and made it up and said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna just stick to this story, right?" Okay. But if there's small discrepancies between the different witnesses in the story that don't matter too much in terms of what they're actually trying to find out, um, but if there's small discrepancies, um, then that is more actually believable. They actually believe that more because different people have different perceptions of like what's dark hair, what's light hair, those kinds of things. Oh, interesting. Or they remember it a little bit differently than somebody else if they were observing it from different places or mm. something like that. And so that explains why there's some small discrepancies between the four Gospels in the Bible. And so mm. they talk about that in the book that those small discrepancies don't negate it. If, if okay. it had been like, a, what's it called when people have a plot to lie about something? <laughs> I can't think of it. Anyway, sure. if it had been made up and they were trying to promote this idea, then their stories would have been exactly the same. Okay. Um, but because they were writing from their personal experience, their stories have small discrepancies because they remember it differently, or maybe they forgot one little part or something like that. So, so it's like the the um, four Gospels. They're not exactly the same. Yeah. There's little differences. Mm-hmm. And those differences wouldn't invalidate the story. Right. But they actually validate them because everybody's different, so everybody's going to remember a circumstance a little bit differently. Yeah, you know it's not a conspiracy theory. That's what I was trying to think oh, of. Oh, okay. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> or a conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, because if it was a conspiracy, if people got together and conspired to do this lie, they would they would have their stories exactly the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he talks about that in that book. So it's, there's, and he goes through all these different points, and it's, it's really interesting. So. Yeah. And it's made for kids. I think there is an adult one. But, mm. you know, there's a kid one for kids, it says. So make sure you get that one, I guess, if you're going to read it to your kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then another book that we had really great conversations on was Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, which is primarily about pornography. And because they say that, you know, in today's day and age, it's not if your kids are going to see pornography, it's when. Mm-hmm. And so what are they going to do when they see it? Um, and so... Um, that's the point of the book is to teach your kids about what they should do and and why it's not good. Why is pornography bad? And that's where all our discussions were so great is we talked about addictions. It, it talks for quite a bit, a couple chapters on addictions. And so we talked about all these different kinds of addictions that you can have, which in and of itself was great to make them aware of, hey, you could become addicted to this, you know? And um, it was really funny. One of the kids said, Mom, I think you're addicted to running. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, to running? Yeah. I have to drag myself out of bed, and only if someone is meeting me to run, I am definitely not addicted to running. It was like, if if I... couldn't stop running, you know, then I may be, but I wish I was addicted to running. Yeah. <laughs> like that was I said, one. no, actually I'm addicted to coffee. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, we talked about, you can become addicted to gambling and games, um, or 
um, anything, TV, you can become addicted to sugar, you can become addicted to, you know, so right. it was a really good awareness of just how talking about too much of one thing is not good yeah. for you. So that was a good book. Yeah, that's definitely a good book. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one we've read too, and I need to pull it off my shelf and read it again, I think. Some of those you do, right? Mm-hmm. You need to read them like every couple of years. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I, agree. I agree. Well, thanks for sharing. Your list, your short list. And like Casey mentioned, if you want to um, hear our long list, you can keep listening. We'll um, add that in. But, um, you know, something I struggle with a lot is fear of missing out. And so, again, get easily overwhelmed when people are sharing, you know, like, oh, this is a great book. This is a great book. Because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to read all these books and I can't. I can only fit in one. And so... Anyway, I know I get easily overwhelmed. So if you would enjoy hearing some more suggestions, keep listening. Otherwise, um, thank you so much for joining us. And if you ever want to share from your life, please email us at momswithoutresumes at gmail.com. We'd love to have you on. Yeah. And if you have any other um, topics that you might want to hear us cover or you're interested in discussing, please email us as well. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well... Hello, welcome to Moms Without Resumes. We are here, I'm here with Laura. Um, We are here today to discuss books that we have read with our kids. Mm -hmm. So our last episode, if you didn't catch it, was about books that we are reading personally. And today we're going to talk about books we've read with our kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm... If we didn't totally overwhelm you with our list from last time, (laughs) now hopefully we will successfully overwhelm you. No, we definitely don't want to overwhelm you. I know that's something I struggle with is seeing all these great books that other people are reading and feeling like, oh my gosh, I need to read all these. I need to read them. And um, just kind of that fear of missing out, I think. Mm -hmm. So if we are sending any sense of fear of missing out, don't want you to feel that way at all. Just reading is something that we enjoy doing personally and reading to our kids is something we enjoy. And so it's just fun to talk about the books we love. And if you can get one or two reading new ideas from those books to read, then that's great. And you know, whatever's not helpful, you just set it aside. Yeah. Okay. And you know, the, like in our last podcast, the, the list of books that we shared, you know, that, that's been over a period of time. It's not like... We sat down and read all that last month or something. Yeah. Some of those books that we listed off were, I for me, were like 10 years ago I mm-hmm. read them. So, yeah. Yeah. Or when I was a kid. And so mm-hmm. it's the same way today. These are books that we've read over a period of time. So mm-hmm. it's okay. You don't have to read all of them at once today. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Laura, do you want to start us off with your book? Uh, with our flop, yes, some flops, and um, I so I have to sneak in a flop that's not related to reading because I just thought it was funny, because I had shared a few podcasts ago about a flip of how little trash my family produces, and so now I have a flop of how much trash we are <laughs> producing. Oh no! <laughs> and so you know, we're moving and it seems like when you start cleaning out your house, you find all this trash and you're like, why did I have this in my home? So like (laughs) the trash can is overflowing with trash because we're just, you know, getting rid of stuff, you know, stuff that's not good for the thrift store or whatever to pass on that just needs to go. 
And then I forgot to pay our trash bill. Oh, no. <laughs> so did they not come? They didn't pick up our trash. My overflowing trash oh. can did not get picked up. Oh, no. <laughs> and it was funny because my son came in. He was like, uh, why didn't they pick up our trash? And I said, because I forgot to pay our bill. And he's like, you have to pay to get rid of your trash? <laughs> That's a good life lesson. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. And you know what else you have to pay for? You have to pay for the water draining away from your house. Like, that was something I didn't know until I was an adult and paying bills. I knew you had to pay for water, but I didn't know you had to pay for it to go away from your house. That's you the mean, sewer why? part. Oh. Like water and sewer. Oh, interesting. So you pay for the water coming Do they in. measure it? Or is it just uh, a normal fee? I'm not sure. Because they measure, you know, how much water you use. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure that's a good question. Anyone, but if just, anyone knows the answer to that, you feel free to write us at momswithoutresumes at gmail.com. So anyway, I just wanted to share that flop that oh. now if you come by my house, we are the trashy people on the block. Oh, no. <laughs> so, will, the, will, you, will they come and get it? I hope so. I need to call week, them sure. and just make sure, like, okay, pay my bill. Can we make sure we get back on the list, please? <laughs> oh, that's... That's no fun. But my reading flop is just um, that I haven't been getting a lot of reading done with my kids lately. Not just because of moving, but just like we had already always done like a really extensive morning time with our kids and with my kids. And um, like if I got in everything I wanted to do, our morning time could easily be an hour and a half long. And... I just got burnt out this past fall. I was just like so much time, taking up so much time and all these books were so great and so good and and um my boys already have other books that they're required to read for school. So it wasn't like I could just be like, "Okay, you go read these books instead." You know, they already felt like they had a load on their plate for books to read. And so I just you know, there's seasons in our life and hopefully the morning time season will come back around. I've been trying to ease back into it and just like do a little bit at breakfast and a little bit at lunch, but it's been very inconsistent. So, well, you've had a lot going on too. Yeah, we have getting ready to move, but that was happening even before, but now I have a better excuse, I guess. It it does get hard because you feel, and we're probably not helping people out there by listing off all these books, yes. but <laughs> it, it feels like you want to read everything and you just can't. So, right. you know, almost like picking just one to work your way through and and then maybe another one that's mm-hmm. different style or something like that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. Small. It's hard. How about you? Um, well, I have a couple flops. Um just books that we didn't finish. One was uh, Lord of the Rings, which I accidentally started to mention last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I we started to read it, and we just couldn't get through it. Like it just, the I think it just wasn't moving fast enough or yeah. something with the amount of time we were reading with it. So we are going to try to listen to it. We mm-hmm. have it on Audible, and we're going to take a be a, taking a trip here in a, a month or two, and we're gonna a long trip, so we're gonna listen mm-hmm. to it then. Um, we also had another book called Bud Not Buddy, and I've heard so many good things about this book, but for some reason, my young, one of my kids was having nightmares while we were reading this book, and she kept saying it was because of the book, and I don't know what in the book was causing her nightmares, but we had to stop reading it because she just kept saying she was having nightmares. So I have heard really good things about the book. We only got about a third of the way through it, but, um... 
it, yeah. So I'm not sure what happened there, but hmm. um, we've also had other books that were just little, I didn't know a whole lot about, and then there were little things they would throw in, and um, I was like, yeah, I don't like what they're saying here, you know, and so we would just yeah. stop reading it, but... Um, and unfortunately, I get rid of those books, so I didn't have them on my shelf to yeah. remind me the names of those books. <laughs> I save the good ones. I get yeah. rid of the ones that I don't like. So, yeah. But it's okay to stop a book if it's just not working for your mm-hmm. family. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. How about your flips? What are okay. some good ones you've read with your kids? Well, um, some books that we've really enjoyed. One was called Sweet Home Alaska. And it's a fictional story about a family during the Great Depression who, um, I guess, this is terrible. I should know this. It was Eisenhower during the Great Depression, I think. Is that right? The president? No. Uh, Well, uh, Hoover. Hoover, because actually the Bud Not Buddy book was in the Great Depression, too, and they had Hoovervilles that they called, like, a lot of homeless people hung out. Roosevelt. Maybe it was Roosevelt? Oh, and then well, I think Roosevelt came after because well, I'd have to sing my president's song to figure out who came <laughs> after. Was. But he he did help I think bring them out of the Great Depression. Because Eleanor yeah. Eleanor yeah Roosevelt right yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it must have been Roosevelt. Yeah, Hoover Roosevelt. Yeah, I'm hearing my president's okay. song in my head. It's Roosevelt. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> um, anyway, so Roosevelt had made an initiative to so this part is true, um, to. Um, for people to move to Alaska, to resettle Alaska. And so a lot of people who are really struggling during the Great Depression signed up for that to move up to Alaska because the government paid for, you know, their, they got a, paid for their trip up there, I believe, and they got a plot of land. And um, so they were homesteaders and had to try to survive in Alaska. So, th- so it's based on true events, but the family is fictional so it's Mm -hmm. just about this family's journey up to alaska and it was just it was really good story where you know we learned some historical facts and um just this family's perseverance through hard times so that's always good sounds like a good one and then another series we liked is called the mismantle chronicles which i think there's actually four books in the series and i can't remember i know we got through two and then it felt like the series kind of started to maybe it wasn't bad, but maybe just not be as amazing as it was in the beginning. But the first two books were excellent, and it's a um, it's a fantasy book, so it's this animal kingdom, and I really don't care for fantasy, but I enjoyed these books a lot. You actually recommended that book to me, and um, one of my kids read. Through oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Another series that I love is called The Little Britches, which Casey also has. And Yes, I love that book. What I love about this series is that most of it takes place in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And just being Coloradan, it's just really cool to... It's, uh, I describe it as like a boy's version of Little House on the Prairie, yeah. the Little House book. So it's got a, um, a boy as the main character and his family. I did. I know if you... If, you have any sensitive kids. I did warn them that the the dad does die at the end. Oh, you're not supposed to say that. Sorry. <laughs> well, I told my kids it because I didn't want them to be super oh. upset at the very end. But you, um, well, the yeah. second book is also great because he becomes the man of the family. Yes. It's called Man of the Family. Right. And, um, yeah, it's a true story, too. It is, yes. And But just to warn you, you, you will probably be in tears. 
at the end of the book. And if your kids are like my kids, they'll look at you and be like, why are you crying? Do <laughs> I you not have a heart? <laughs> <laughs> it's so heartbreaking. Oh, oh and um, another group of books I've really enjoyed is by an author called Halling C. Halling, and he's written books like Pagoo, Tree in the Trail, Paddle to the Sea. Men of the Mississippi. Mm-hmm, Men of the Mississippi, and uh, Seabird is another one. I actually haven't read Seabird yet. Um, but those are just really interesting kind of science slash geography books, but all in story form. Um, another book is called Our Island Story, and it's the history of England going all the way back to when they believe it was first discovered by Julius Caesar, I believe. So that hmm. was BC and um, time period. And it's written for a younger audience and it's all story based and so it's just really a really interesting way to learn history not just names and dates but through story and um yeah yeah there's a lot of history there so it's and the chapters are pretty short story of the world is another great history book and the first three are an audiobook so i definitely recommend listening to those as an audiobook in your car um and then another book I really liked is called Great Inventors and Their Inventions. And I really enjoyed that book because um, the inventors that they included in their book were oftentimes came from really poor backgrounds. And a lot of times the kids, the, the inventor that they were um, sharing about didn't have much education at all, but they just had such a drive in them and just such an innate drive in them to invent and to create and to see how something could be refined and made better hmm. that they figured out on their own, even though they didn't have hardly any education to go off of. And, you know, they started working when they were really young because they just came from such poor families. So that was, that was really interesting to just read the background. Yeah. Some of these great Seems inventors. Good. And then a book that I'm reading right now with, um, my younger ones is called The Little Pilgrim's Progress, and it has animals um, with the story of Pilgrim's Progress. Is it a, like a bigger book? Mm-hmm. Yes, we have, have that. You, have you mm-hmm. seen it? Yeah. My, my mom gave it to us. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh-huh. It's good. I'm, yeah. I've never read Pilgrim's Progress. I've always been just too intimidated to read it, and so I feel like this is a great way for me to get introduced into the story, and maybe I can work my way up to actually reading the real thing, but um, my six-year-old, he just wants chapter after chapter, so that's really fun to to have. So those were were, were mine. How about you? Those are great recommendations. Thank you. Um, Well, I I brought in two types of books because I have... Like, similar to you, I, ha- I like to do a little morning time with the kids. And so I have, usually have, like, we read the Bible, but then we read a chapter of a book that we're, um, isn't like a story book, but that we're just, you know, a, a lesson book, kind of, or, so, so I brought in a few of those, and then I have some just novels that I, we've loved. Um, but one of them that was really great was called Creative God, Colorful Us, by Trilla Newbell. Um, and it just, it's addressing race and how God makes us all differently. And it's beautiful and it has little, um, they're just short chapters and questions at the end to discuss with your kids. And so I, I really enjoyed doing that with my kids. Now, I don't know if 
they enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, and then another one um, that we just did recently called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, which is a, just specifically deals with pornography. Um, and um, But we had some really great discussions about addictions in general mm-hmm. and how you can be addicted to all sorts of things. Um, actually, I have a funny story. When we were doing this discussion about addictions, my kids said, oh, mom, I think you're addicted to running. Oh. <laughs> I was like, um, if I were addicted to running, I would not have to drag myself out of bed to go running. Uh-huh. Uh, I would just want to do it all the time, and I don't want to do that all the time. And then I said, but I am addicted to coffee. I'll give you that. I do need my coffee That's every morning. Funny. And so we talked about that, you know, like what does it mean to be addicted to something? But um, So that was a really good one that created a lot of good discussions. Um, Trial and Triumph is stories about church history. Um, Specifically, I think a lot of it has to do with the Reformation, but that was a really interesting one. And again, we just read a chapter a day and and kept moving through it. And then this one I highly recommend called Cold Case Christianity for Kids. Um, And it's written by J. Warner Wallace and Susie Wallace. Um, And it basically talks about how as a det- he's a detective and how they would see if a story is true, like some something that someone's telling you is true. And it compares it, it it compares deciding whether you think what Jesus did on the cross, whether that was true, um, to a skateboard, I think, being stolen is the story. So it flips back and forth between how the kids are discussing how to find out who stole the skateboard and how do you interview different people and trust those interviews and look at the evidence and then he but he compares it to um looking at the evidence for Jesus mm-hmm. um and so I really loved that one and mm-hmm. that was one that I want to try to read a couple you know every two years with my kids mm-hmm. just to help them think through those things but that was a good one good <clears throat> and then for our novels um I asked my kids actually before I came what novels have you loved Mm. and um the first thing they said was the green ember series now some people i know have had trouble getting into it and i think maybe it's because it just starts off a little slow but once you get through that first book the whole series is just really fun and it's Mm. about bunnies with swords and they're fighting wolves and yeah you know you always want to root for the underdog so you root for the bunny but (laughs) um it's a great series and there's there's four main books and there's i think five or or six mini books that are thrown in between those stories, but it is by S.D. Smith, so that's a great series. And every chapter ends with like your it hanging, and so that was one of those books where I would stop reading, and the kids would be like, "No, you have to keep reading!" And I just love it when my kids yell yes, that to me. It's very. <laughs> what do you do? Do you keep reading? <laughs> oh, sometimes well, it depends on our time, I guess. Depends on if I had to be somewhere. Yeah. It's uh, to me it's always hard to know what to do cuz like we have so much other stuff to do but if you want me to read uh-huh. I don't want to stop reading. Yeah. And then I ha- we're working our way through a new series called um well I don't know actually what the whole series is called but it the first book is Blue by uh Joyce Mo- Moyer Hostetter. Um, and this is actually a roommate from me in college. Her mother wrote these books, but they are, um, I loved the story blue. It was, it was just a sweet story of, um, a girl during world war two and her dad goes off to war and she kind of becomes caretaker. It talks about the polio epidemic and she becomes friends. She's a 
a white girl and she becomes friends with a, a African-American girl and they, um, just some of the dynamics with that were just really touching and I, I just, I really liked that book. And so we're working our way through the second book in the series, which is called AIM and that follows the story of her neighbor, a boy, um, and it actually takes place before the other book so that's interesting. And then I'm really looking forward to reading another... Oh, it's called The Baker Mountain Stories is the the series. Um, this other book in the series called Equal. And it's, uh, again, um, two friends uh, becoming friends and they're different races. And so I'm just excited to read that one as well. Mm. Um, so we're working our way through that series. But it's a good series to get into. Um, the Mysterious Benedict Society was another series the kids loved, and it is also a movie now or a TV show. I forget on what network, but mm-hmm. um, was really well done. Um, but the kids, I we read the first one together, and then one of my kids read the rest of them, and so that's always fun too. If you can get your kids into a series and then they go ahead and read the rest, yeah. So that was a fun series. Yeah, too. that's cool. Do you have um, um, a growth with them? Um, books wow I did not think (laughs) (laughs) let me think you you share your growth and I'll think about it well I just put down what we're currently reading for growth I guess I already shared we're we're working our way through that oh right sorry okay but go ahead well I was just gonna say you know like I had mentioned before my reading to the kids has really dropped off unfortunately but we are trying to work through the wing feather saga saga mm, that so was the, another theory series that my kids liked yeah mm-hmm. so we're in the first book and um yeah it's good i i'm enjoying reading it and um a book that i'm not reading right now to the kids but i really enjoyed reading and i guess i just felt like it <laughs> it connected to growth because i've learned a lot through it it's called the complete book of marvels by richard halliburton and so he it was written, I think, maybe in the 40s. And so he's just taken, like, um, just amazing either natural phenomenons around the world or things that were not, or built, kind of like the Seven Wonders of the World. But it's, like, it's a very, very thick book. So, you know, if we're America, he's got, like, the um, Golden Gate Bridge. Which I learned that it's not actually golden. It's actually red. <laughs> I didn't uh-huh. know that. I always thought. Why do they call it the Golden Great Gate Bridge? Though? I think because it was kind of like for people coming from Asia sailing to America. This mm. was kind of like their landmark mm. to the Golden Land. Like the Statue of Liberty. Kind for of, yeah. People coming from Europe. So, anyway. Mm. I, I did not know it was red. <laughs> so, and then, you know, he talks about, like, the, um, uh, the Grand Canyon. I could not think of the name, the Grand Canyon, and, um, man, words are not coming to me right now. Um, the, the huge waterfall. Niagara Falls. Thank you. <laughs> I grew up really close to Niagara <laughs> Falls, so I know that one well. <laughs> nice. And, and he just does it in a more story story way and so it's just 
he shares the history or the information behind whatever that the thing is that he's exploring and so instead of just being you know facts and dates and things like that there's it's more a story way of learning about these places so it's been a lot of fun to to learn about some of these different places and it's all around the world so I just mentioned a couple that were in America and then something I just tried to do this morning with my older boys so we'll see how well this goes over but in the last podcast I mentioned that the um, a podcast I like to listen to is called the literary life and they always do a reading challenge every year and they do one for adults and one for kids and this year the reading challenge is a bingo so you know it's got different like it's different the, style genres well um for the kids one it's like read a chapter from the Bible or write your own fable or read 10 poems or things like that. So it's got all these little mini challenges and you try to, you know, get five in a row because it's a bingo. So I told my boy. So we had a little interruption there. Yes, because our, we're, we're very low tech technology. <laughs> but we're back. <laughs> we're back. Okay. You were talking about the bingo. Yes. So I challenged my boys that if they could complete a bingo... And this month, you know, we could do have a special prize or reward or something like that. So, Fun. yeah, I'm hoping that's encouraging that. to them. They do a lot of reading for school, but outside of that, they're really not readers. My one son, he loves to listen to audiobooks, and he listens to audiobooks voraciously. And I don't know that that's totally a bad thing, but, you know, it seems like maybe it would be good to branch out a little bit. So, mm-hmm. I'm hoping maybe that will encourage that and just kind of give them some goals to work towards. So we'll that's, see. That's great. I just I introduced to it, them to it this morning, and it could be a total flop, but I thought I'd give it a try. I might have to find out where you got that yeah, from. Yeah, I can. Sounds like a good I'll idea. put that in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> well, I do think of a growth along the same lines. So I have one child who loves to read, and he would sit and read all day long. Mm. And then I have another one who loves the audiobooks and will read the same book over and over and over and over and over yes. and over again. And then um, then I have two eight-year-olds, and they are not they're they're into reading they're reading but they're not like reading chapter books yet and so I was trying to kind of push them over to that like like just to get into the groove of just putting a bookmark in and you just pick it up and read a little Mm. more later and so the thing that we try have been trying to do is when time allows because this is the thing that gets cut out of our day if we don't have enough time around 11 after we've done math because math Mm. is a struggle for the one who likes to read so after we've done math, we'll all sit down. We all get a book. I oh put on music, or not music. I don't put on music, sorry. I set a timer for 30 minutes and usually pull out some kind of yummy snack. And we all just sit and read for 30 minutes. Oh, that's awesome. Well, and it's been really good because, one, it's provided a really good break from the math stuff with the one who hates math and loves to read because he, he loves it. Yeah. Um, but the other ones who don't aren't that into reading, like, they are actually sticking with a chapter book. And they just put their bookmark in and, and they're doing it. And then I get a chance to read for yeah. 30 minutes, which has been great. So. I love that idea. We'll have to trade ideas. You can take mm-hmm. the literary life bingo, and I'll take the yes, the sitting down and reading yeah. all our own book. I think that's, that's a really fun idea. Cool. Yeah. Well, I hope you all enjoyed hearing our books that we've read. And like I said, I hope it's not overwhelming. Just take what's interesting and let the rest go. And 
definitely let us know if you have some books that you recommend and as you can tell we've had two old podcasts where it's just Casey and I talking to you we need some friends to come on here with us yes so please let us know if you'd like to come on and um as always if you enjoy this please share with your friends and we'll see you next time okay